get ready to throw perfection out the window because you're tuned in to the Honestly Imperfect podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Penhorwood, and I'm a marketing coach and the founder of Harper Collective, where I help business owners master their PR and simplify their marketing. Each week, we'll be unlocking valuable tips to up-level your business and sharing honest conversations with entrepreneurs to uncover their stories and wisdom to inspire you to take action. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, welcome back. So before we kick off today, I wanted to ask you a little question. Have you ever had someone ask you what your website is and instead of feeling really excited to share it with them, you've actually felt a little bit embarrassed? I know that I have totally been there and that is exactly why I wanted to bring on Katie O'Connell, the founder behind Katie Creative, so that she could share all of her website wisdom with us. Today, we're chatting about the most common mistakes that you can easily avoid the key things that make a website not just beautiful but strategic and how you can start converting those visitors into your dream customers. I can't wait to hear what you think so let's dive in. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I would love to jump in and can you tell us three fun facts about you? Yes, absolutely. So the first one is that I have the most adorable French bulldog called Iggy, who I'm absolutely obsessed with. She's like snoring here beside me at the moment. The second one is that uh, I'm Irish, in case anyone couldn't tell from my accent. And then the third one was that I actually wrote a cookbook a couple of years ago, which is pretty random. (laughs) I love that. Always open to a passion project, which I'm sure we'll get more into that as well, like why you created the cookbook and that sort of thing. But today we're going to be chatting all about websites because I think this is a big one and people often can get really stuck and overwhelmed when it comes to creating their websites. So to kick off, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see when it comes to creating a website? So with websites, you're definitely right. People can just find them really daunting. Like people can be terrified about their website or like, you know, what they need to do. It sounds really overwhelming. And also I find people have a lot of website shame. Like, you know, they get embarrassed. People will be like, don't look at my website. It's telling people not to look at their website. Even the whole point is of a website is to get people on it. So it's such a funny thing, you know, but I think the biggest mistake is definitely just that people don't think about what their actual goal is for their site and then work backwards from that. Oftentimes people will just look at what their friends are doing or other, you know, businesses are doing and just pick all these random different features. Oh, maybe I need a chatbot or I need to have something in my store or I need a membership part of my site. And it's really just like shiny object syndrome. And it's just like, you know, people are endlessly tweaking and updating their website rather than having a clear strategy of like, okay, what's the number one goal of my website? What do I want it to achieve? And then working backwards from that so you can kind of put the customer journey in place that those steps are followed. And there's two different parts of that as well, because not only do you need to know what you want your customer to do, but also you need to think about how you're going to get them to do that. Because if you're selling like a $50 product and you want them to buy that product and that's the goal, you can have that front and center. Whereas if you're trying to sell like a high ticket service or something like that, and that's the end goal for them to book that service, a little bit more thought needs to go into that because chances are people need to learn more about it, engage with it, see the value in it before they buy. So you really need to think about, 
okay, what's the journey that I need to bring them on? Maybe the biggest goal of my website is to get them into a webinar or, you know, into a nurture sequence where they can learn more about who I am, see case studies, all of that kind of thing. So it's really about knowing what the goal is and then knowing what kind of strategy works for that goal. I love that. And I think even as well, as you were saying that something that comes to mind is sometimes I've been guilty of this as well. We create a website just so that it's beautiful and so that it's pretty and it's on brand rather than firstly thinking about, okay, who's my audience and what do I actually want them to do on my website once they're here? And this leads perfectly into my next question is, what are some key things that we should be thinking about so that our website isn't just beautiful, but it's also strategic as well? Yeah. So I think it all comes back to like, branding as well. And that's why I think the two come hand in hand so well together. And, you know, most clients we work with, we do their branding and then their website, because really, unless you know what your strategy is, it's hard to like roll that out across anything else. And it just kind of applies to everything. Like who is your audience? You know, who's your customer? What's your tone of voice going to be? How are you going to get them to like engage with the brand? So whether we do people's branding or not, even if we're just doing their website, that still does play into a lot of it. We get them to fill like a really detailed questionnaire and then we work on the customer journey first and the actual strategy of the site way before we even think about the design or the colors or anything like that. So it's really first knowing, as I said, what the goal is of the site, but also who you're trying to target, like who your audience is. And also kind of what message you want them to receive. Because the thing is, people get onto a website and they've got five seconds for them to either, you know, engage further or click away. So it needs to be really captivating and you need to be so dialed in on what your message is and how you can help people. So the first thing that you need to see on a website is like a summary of why should anyone care? If someone is looking at your website, why should I care? Because no one does until like they maybe they do once they know your brand better. But if they don't know you, they don't care. All they care is what's in it for them. How can you help them? How is this going to be in any way valuable to their lives? So you need to communicate that like exactly who you help, exactly why and how you help them like really clearly right away and then have a really strong call to action to get them to take the next step with you. So, you know, really having that message dialed in is so important And then obviously the design and the functionality and everything plays hand in hand with that. So it's really about having that strategy, know who you're talking to, and then how to kind of entice them into that journey with you. I feel like if I was listening to this podcast, I'd be writing that down (laughs) right now and trying to like answer that question as well myself. Because I think that's such a good thing to think about is why should anyone care? And just having that upfront with this is why you should care. And then maybe sort of that call to action to click through and book in with you or whatever that is. So what are some tips that you have for converting people who are visiting your website into customers rather than just having them look around and leave? Definitely have a few tips with that, but I actually also just thought of a good hack for people like if they are looking to have that message at the front section of their website. A really good hack is adding so that you can. So for example, I am an accountant, let's say, or I'm in PR, like, or I help business owners with their money mindset. Add so that you can. So it's like saying what you do, but then so what? So that's like a good one. It's just adding that in. But um, with conversions, as I mentioned, you know, people are only on your site for a couple of seconds, usually before they click off. And also, you know, a lot of time people have so many different tabs open on their computer. And then people are usually down a rabbit hole when they're kind of just looking online and they could easily click off your site 
never to be seen again kind of a thing. So there's so many different ways that you can really take advantage of someone visiting your site from call to action. So like trying to get them to engage further, like maybe downloading a lead magnet to maybe having like a chat bot where you can help them. And then you also, they have to leave your email to even things like having the Facebook pixel on your site so that at least anyone that visits, you can retarget them with ads so that you're still appearing and keeping that person like in your stratosphere. So there's so many different ways, but it's just about thinking like, what's the most logical way for your business? Like what's going to work the best? You know, like if you're an e-commerce store, like the pixel is really good because obviously they've been on your shop, maybe they haven't bought. So then, you know, maybe you can start retargeting them, showing them some of those items in your shop and things to jog their memory. And just like having a lead magnet or having something that's just a no brainer. It's like, oh my God, this sounds amazing, you know? hundred percent. And I think another thing as well is we've all been there. We've all been to websites that you click onto them and you just don't really know what that journey is or what that experience is that they want from you. And it's overwhelming. So then you leave. So this really helps with turning people into customers is making your website easy to navigate and easy to understand what that journey is that that brand wants for you. And I think as well, like a lot of brands, they don't even know the journey that they want you to go on. They've just sort of put together this website really quickly. So what are some things that we can think about when we're designing our website to make sure that that experience is really easy for people to navigate from the moment that they're on to maybe the checkout or booking in with you? So biggest tip is it's a website. You're not writing a novel. People don't need your life story. They don't need to know every single detail of every single service that you do. Even if you have a lot of services, like let's say, I don't know, you're a copywriter and you do copywriting for all these different scenarios. You don't need to have a page for like sales page copywriting, about page copywriting, book editing, like all these different things, even though you may do all those things. It's really about like looking at what's the overall goal with any of that stuff. So the overall goal of having good copy is to like get better engagement to have people resonate with you. So look for those like high level things that are like the benefits of what you do that go across everything you do. And that's more so what the key message is. And then just try to get them on the phone with you or booking in or scheduling a consultation call or something like that, where then you can diagnose, okay, what do you need help with? And then you let them know what the services are. You know, you don't necessarily need to have every single thing you've ever done in your life on your website because people are just overwhelmed and confused and like also you know some people come to us and they're like well we've got three target markets and it's like well you need to pick one because you know you need to just appeal to one person people get so scared that they're going to be like limiting themselves oh well if i only focus on this target then i'm going to be like limiting these other targets but it's so not true because even if you do have two different icas who's the one that's most likely to be on your website and then focus on that one for your website. Cause like you could maybe work with corporates, but you could also work with startups and the corporates, maybe you get all those jobs through referrals and word of mouth. So even though they are your client, you don't need to put that on your website. It's just about being like really specific and really targeted and then start like really attracting those clients. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to also attract other clients outside of that. But if you're not speaking to someone, you're just speaking to no one. Yeah. I think that's so refreshing to hear as well, because I think so many people struggle with that, not just with their website, but even on social media and who they're speaking to there as well. So I think those are really awesome tips. Thank you. And is there any insider secrets that you wish 
business owners knew? Do you just see people doing things and you go, I wish they knew this, but they don't. So what can you share with us? Definitely just sometimes the whole less is more. Sometimes people kind of are doing their website and they just feel like they've got to have so many different options and even just with the design that there's like no white space it's just like loads of elements on the page and brevity just shows confidence it makes you look like an expert and just you're really defined in how you do things like it takes a lot actually of confidence to just be brave enough to really be that niche and I think that's what really works whereas a lot of people with their websites it's so busy And, you know, when things are like really busy, you don't know where to look or what to engage with. So there's kind of something really nice about having the confidence to be like, this is the journey I'm taking you on and this is how it's all set out. So, yeah, I think definitely that. And then really, even if you don't have the budget to like get a web designer or web developer yet, just have like at least a mood board on Pinterest or something. So you kind of know what the style is that you're going for. Like you really only want to be using a handful of colors, one or two fonts, just really try and make what you're doing recognizable and distinctive. Because if you're kind of using like millions of different fonts and millions of different colors, it's very hard for someone to recognize your brand because it looks different every time they see it. So I think that's like a really kind of important one as well. And I mean, it is easy enough to do just by mapping it out first and, and being a bit more mindful, having a bit of a plan rather than just kind of making random tweaks to your site kind of as you go. Even as well by having that mood board, it can help you keep that consistency across other touch points as well. You know, if they do sign up for that lead magnet, if it's in the same colors as their website, that's going to be a really consistent experience for them rather than having all these different fonts happening and even different messaging. So that's a really good tip as well. I think, especially for startups who maybe don't have that huge budget to work with as well. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, there's so many ways to like work with people. For example, we recently launched like semi-custom websites, which is where we do like Squarespace sites. We've got the kind of foundational template and then we just redesign it. So it's a really good option for um, startups, but just things like that where you're not spending a fortune on custom coding, which is a lot of work. And it's amazing if you have the budget and you're a bigger brand because you can just design the whole experience you want your customer to have, which is amazing. But if you are kind of in the startup phase, it's like, you know, maybe using something like that, but then having a designer or someone that can help you with the journey and help you with the design, but you're not necessarily investing so much in the back end of the technical build of it a good starting point is something like that. That's a really good idea as well. And that's something that I've never really thought about is if you don't have that budget to have a designer design the whole website, you know, maybe it is booking in that brand strategy session. So at least you're really clear on those important things like what is that message that's going to be up the front of your website and what are those colors and things that you're using to create that experience for people. So that's a really good idea as well. And lastly, I would love a little peek into your own business. So what is an imperfect action that you've taken in your business that you're really proud of? Uh, You know what? Um, I think just my team, like growing my team. And, you know, I really had no idea who was the best person to hire for different roles or what roles to bring on next. And I think I just was winging it a bit. I feel like you just always can go with your gut. Because even like when I hired Liana on my team, she started off that I was hiring for like a project manager and now like a year later she's actually more in like client success and she helped onboarding new clients and kind of like new leads that come through the website and stuff and that's what she's really good at 
And then Hannah on my team has become project manager. So it was not how I intended it to kind of work, but it's working perfectly now. And I found a path forward and it just took a little bit of trial and error. You don't have to know for sure, but I always think, you know, anyone that I've hired, I really feel like they're a really good values fit. And, you know, just being so clear on what our brand values are. And like when we do hire, we've got an onboarding process where it's like, this is what our values are. This is our clients are. This is like what's really important to us so that people like, even though they, as they're learning and joining the team and they might not know all the ropes yet, they at least know if they're living by those values, that that's going to be how we kind of want to work together as a team. So that was definitely imperfect in terms of, and didn't necessarily have like a really good plan. When I hired Liana, I just like thought she was really impressive. She seemed great. I like hired her on the spot. Not stuff you're meant to do. You're supposed to like do a couple of extra interviews and things like that. But I've just kind of gone with my gut on a lot of these things. And um, we've always kind of figured it out, you know, and it hasn't always been how we thought it would be, but it's worked. Yeah. I was in the same place when I hired my team as well. And I remember messaging people who had a team going, how do I know when it's the right time? Like, is there some steps I should follow? And I think when you are hiring those first members of your team, there really isn't a guidebook. And going off values is such a good tip. Like I I wish someone gave that to me because that would make it so much clearer, but I think I'm the same. I just followed my gut and luckily it worked out, but that's an awesome tip. And where can people find you? So we touched on your cookbook earlier, which is a little bit different to your, your business. So where can people get access to your cookbook and your business and all the different things that you're doing? Yeah. So the cookbook is actually like sold out now. So um, that one, unfortunately, well, I think maybe on Amazon. So that's called Behind the Half Door, if anyone's interested in Irish food. And then um, my design business, so it's Katie Creatives, Katie with a D. And we're on Instagram, Facebook. We also have like a free branding Facebook group called Brandfluence. So we do like a monthly free training there. And yeah, on our website, katiecreative.com.au. So we always try and do a lot of like trainings and just blogs and videos and resources. Yeah, you can find all that there. And I'm always happy to have a chat or if anyone needs some help with anything, you know, just jump into our DMs and I'm always more than happy to chat things through. Thank you. And I will say your free trainings are awesome. Like I always love tuning into the ones in Brandfluence as well, because especially the one you did with Michelle, I think it is. Oh my God. I know. She's amazing. Isn't she? That one is a must listen. So scroll back (laughs) and join the group. And yeah, it's definitely worth listening to. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all your tips and tricks with us. Of course. I hope it was helpful. Thank you so much for having me and best of luck with this new podcast. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love if you could leave a review or share a screenshot to Instagram and tag at Honestly Imperfect Podcast so that I can pop on over and say hello. I can't wait to connect with you again soon.